A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co/insomnia. Hello, welcome to Deep Into Sleep. This is Ishan. As many of you may know, I have an audio recording channel on my website, deepintosleep.co, and you can record your questions there directly, and I will find a chance to answer your questions. After reviewing the questions I have received today, I picked one, and I will answer it here in the show for you. Let's take a look. Hi, Doctor Yishan. My name is Regina. As other people, I have so many things to do. Uh, so I usually sleep for like four until six hours.、Uh, I know it's not really good for my health, and I feel like my sleep quality is also kind of bad. But I don't have enough time to get eight hours sleep. So my question is: Is there is there any tips or advice? To improve my sleep quality, but also suitable for my busy days. Thank you very much, Rihanna, for asking this question and allowing me to put this question here for the audience to listen. I really like this question because I think it's very typical. Nowadays, especially in America, we all work really hard. We get busier. There are a lot of electronic device. So actually, our sleep debt been increasing dramatically over the past ten or twenty years. I talk a lot about insomnia before on this show, but sleep debt is slightly different. It's more about sleep loss. That we purposely not allow our body to get enough sleep that our body needs, because we have to catch up deadline, we have to work, we have to take care of other things, or we have to play. So we just squeeze our sleep time more and more and more. Then we end up. Not sleeping enough, especially during the weekdays, and then a lot of people will tend to catch up the sleep during the weekends. However, based on a lot of research, including some research done in Harvard University, that sleep debt cannot be really made up through extra sleep during the weekends. So before answering the question about how to improve sleep quality with limited time and busy schedule, I want to clarify our expectations first. So how many hours of sleep we really need each night? So eight hour is not a typical requirement for every single person who are listening. So each of us. Need different hours of sleep per night. Our body needs different hours of sleep to feel rested, and some people only need five or six hours. They just are not able to sleep more than that, no matter how much they want to.
and some people do need seven or eight or nine or more hours to feel rested consistently. So we really need listen to our body, what our body really needs, and this is mostly decided by our genes. So it's written in our biology already. We cannot fully shift it. We can only do minor adjustment to it. Secondly, I always want to emphasize and encourage you to think about: Do you want to pursue sleep quality or sleep quantity? Think about this question: Do you prefer have five or six hours of high quality of sleep? Or you prefer have ten hours of crappy sleep that you wake up a lot, you feel like you sleep really light, and you very easy to be waken up and feel not refreshed at all when you wake up. I hope your answer is to choose the sleep quality, because that's what really make your daytime functioning better, make you feel better, and get the type of sleep your body really needs. Then how do we know our sleep quality is better or not? There are a lot of different ways to really help us get to know it better. But one of the mistake is to use the morning wakening state to decide it. If when we wake up in the morning we feel crappy, then we think, "Oh, I slept poorly last night." This is so wrong. That moment, or even within half an hour after you woke up, that's not a good indicator of how you slept last night. What you can consider using is your daytime functioning. How you function during the daytime? Are you able to think clearly to handle all the complicated information processing? At night, how long did it take you to fall asleep? How many times you wake up in the middle of the night? When you wake up, are you able to fall back asleep quickly? What's the proportion you spend on bed that was spent on being asleep? Which is the sleep efficiency? And all this can help us understand our sleep quality better. Of course, you can use the arteriography data also, but just be careful how you interpret those data. Many of our episodes before talk about how inaccurate those readings could be and how anxious it can trigger us to feel. So just be cautious about it. About how much deep sleep you get, how much REM sleep you get, and what that really means to you. So now we clarified our expectations. That is to improve our sleep quality, not focus on sleep quantity, and try to sleep based on what our body really need. So what we can do to improve our sleep quality with. Very busy schedule with very limited time. First, keep a consistent wake up time, including the weekend. As I mentioned earlier, so you cannot really catch up your sleep debt too much over the weekends, and it will cause more problems for the Sunday night anxiety and Monday morning sleep inertia. So it's very important to keep your wake-up time as consistent as possible throughout the week, 
But if you really accumulated a lot of sleep debt during the weekdays, then you can try to push your wake up time back for about one hour to two hours maximum. And more than that, it won't be helpful at all. But within two hours, you are possibly helping your body to recover with the sleep debt a little bit. Second strategy: try to find a possibility to go to bed even a little bit earlier the night after a night that you really lose a lot of sleep. So even just fifteen to twenty minutes earlier bedtime can help you get a little bit more sleep and increase the sleep quality. After a night of sleep debt, so never underestimate the power of little details. The third strategy is try to see whether you are able to find any chance to take a power nap about twenty to thirty minutes in the early afternoon. Of course, as far away from your bedtime as possible. A power nap like that can increase your total sleep time, help you with the sleep debt that you accumulated recently, and it's short enough that won't get you into deep sleep stage easily. So when you wake up from the power nap, you will not feel so drowsy. You will not、uh, be impacted by the sleep inertia that much. So you can still get up and get to do work. There are actually quite a lot of research about how power nap, like that short in the middle of the day or in the early afternoon, can increase people's short-term memory, attention, and a lot of cognitive functioning. So if you are very busy, but you are able to find some time here and there for a power nap, like for twenty minutes, give it a try. See how do you feel. So the last point is also a point I mentioned many times before. It's importance to have a bedtime routine. I have to tell many of my clients who are very very busy at night that you cannot work to the last minute until you go to bed. If you often finish up your work the minute before you close your eyes and try to sleep. Not only you possibly gonna experience some symptoms of insomnia, falling asleep is not that easy. You are also carry the stress and anxiety from work into your sleep, and that can harm your sleep quality. So I would encourage you, no matter how busy you are, give your brain, your body a little bit buffer time before sleep and after work. And just allow it to relax a little bit, to enjoy itself a little bit, and have some bedtime routine, some relaxing, fun stuff to do to help yourself calm down and ready to go to bed. But be careful; you want to avoid a hot, hot shower right before going to bed. Because our body do need a little bit lower temperature for sleep, and if we go to bed、uh, right after a shower, our body temperature gonna be kind of high, gonna take a while to cool down, and then your sleep will not that easy to happen. 
and your sleep quality may not be that good. So, if you want to take a hot shower, maybe consider taking it about two hours before bedtime or more than that. So, this would be my four suggestions for Rihanna's question. And thank you very much for asking this. Hopefully, this would be helpful to you. So, the audience, if you have any questions you want to ask me, you are welcome to leave me a message or、uh, just. Record your questions on my website, deepintosleep.co/askishan. You can also find the link on the top of the website. There's a tab called Ask Ishan. If you click into it, you will be able to record your questions. I think right now it can only take questions less than five minutes. Again, thank you very much. For listening and interacting with me, I really look forward to hearing more from you all. Thank you, and see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk, and our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who is struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co. Or slash insomnia.